We are in Alma 52. And the thing that really hit me as I pondered this chapter the last couple of days is there are similarities in the Lamanites and the Nephites. And I think often when I read, I don't want to see the similarities. I want to just think it's very black and white. They're evil and we're not kind of thing. And it really struck me um, and I didn't want it to, the similarities. And it reminded me years ago, I went out walking. It was a Sunday and I was frustrated with what was happening in our home. And I don't know if any of you ever feel that way that you're feeling like you're battling your family to do what we've been commanded to do. And sometimes it can get exhausting. And it was one of those days where I was super frustrated with my family and feeling like I was fighting them to do the things that we're supposed to do on on Sunday, fighting them to do scriptures and family prayer. And it can feel like that. It can feel like they're complaining and they're done and they're tired and that you're the one dragging them <laughs> And um, I just had had it. I was really frustrated. And so I went out walking and I noticed as I was walking away from our house to the temple, I was just listing off in my head all of these things I was so frustrated with and so upset about and just kept thinking, you know, just this words that kept coming to my head is, I am so tired of fighting. I am so tired of fighting. And it it's just such a struggle and I'm exhausted. And by the time that I got to the temple, which is a couple miles from our home, um, I had kind of unleashed it all. So it had been two miles and I had kind of just let it all out to the Lord. And the words that came to my head as I got to the temple and then turned around and thought, oh, I have to go back home. <laughs> the words that came to my head is, and who told you it wasn't a war? And who told you that you would not have to fight? What made you think this would be easy? And I just bawled as I'm doing now. And the whole two miles back home was me pleading for the Lord's help and asking for strength to continue a desire to partner with him and to not be weary in what we've asked, been asked to do to give heed and diligence and to realize this is a war, but it's worth everything to fight it. And so with that thought in mind, I want to look at 52. And so we know that um, Tiankum has killed Amalekiah. And what a relief to get rid of this man that has caused so much problem among the Nephites, a man who knew the truth and had the covenants and walked away with so many and has been such the means of so much heartache and so much hard fighting and so much contention and so much loss of life and just truly so much wickedness. 
and problems among the Nephites. And I'm sure Tiankum and Moroni are just grateful to be done with him. And we find out that his brother, his brother Amron, becomes the next person in charge. And we know, we've learned in a previous chapter, that it's the second in command who becomes the new new leader. Well, obviously, his brother dissented with him. And so isn't it interesting that it's not a Lamanite who takes over, that Amalekiah, by his cunning and his dissension, where he poisons Lahontai by degrees, has totally taken over command of the Lamanite army. And it's not, or the Lamanites, it's not a Lamanite, it's his brother. So again, it's another dissenter. And this tradition that the Lamanites have, because of Amalekiah's evil, it now is another dissenter. It's not even a Lamanite. And so I just find that interesting how much he has taken over the Lamanites, and now it's his brother. Okay, well, we we find out in verse 4 that they have taken, well, in these first verses, they've taken over a lot of Nephite cities. And um, their cause, Amaron has decided, we find that out, sorry, in the last chapter, but we find out in verse 4 that Amaron is determined to maintain those cities they've taken. They've gained a lot of ground on the Nephites. And so in verse 5, Teancum sees that they're smart enough to maintain. It says that they're determined, and that is very actually smart. And so he decides he's going to look as if they're busy. And I love that it says that because then it adds right then in verse 6, truly he was preparing them. And this is what he's doing. It tells us he's fortifying He's reinforcing, he's retaining the prisoners so that they can use them as an exchange. He's securing the pass because it's the last place that they have. That's how much the Lamanites have gained. So they have to fortify this pass so they're not surrounded by the Lamanites. And that's so sad when you think just a couple chapters ago, we were talking about it was the happiest time of the Nephites and they had chased them out of their wildernesses and they had fortified their borders. All of that's gone. And all we have is this pass that they have to secure so that they're not surrounded. And it really tells you how much advantage the Lamanites have gained. And it's so sad. And the reason they need to, as it says, so that they don't have the Lamanites don't have power to harass them on every side. Okay. And so it tells us all of this that Tiankim is doing. And he has to do this and and keep them strong and determined to do all of this until they can get more help. Because he's no, he knows there's not a thing they can do at this point. Moroni says, I would come, but I'm fighting here. Okay. And he trusts Tiankum to do this. So then it says in verse 13, and thus he was endeavoring, this is uh, Amaron, Thus he was endeavoring to harass the Nephites and draw away a part of their forces to that part of the land, while he had commanded those whom he had left to possess the cities he had taken. And they should also harass the Nephites on the borders of the East Sea. So his whole goal is to harass Amaron, to harass the Nephites and try and gain more advantage. Okay, and thus the Nephites, and I love this verse, 
14, we're in these dangerous circumstances. And it is dangerous. They are nearly surrounded. And it's a hopeless feeling. And it's just so disheartening to read this and think this is not long since they were the happiest of times where they were fortifying and they were strengthened and they were in their fortifications and all that Moroni had done to build up their cities. And it is disheartening. And there's such a lesson in this that we can never relax even for a second and think we're okay, which we tend to do. We tend to think, and that's truly a tool of Satan. He wants us to um, feel confident in what we're doing and let down our guard and think we're good enough. We've done enough. We strengthen enough. Our testimonies enough. Our families are strong enough. What we're doing is enough. But the lesson in this is it's never enough. We always have to be doing those little things to fortify and strengthen our homes. It is a war. Who told you it wasn't? It is. Okay, in verse 19, this is the contrast, but it is a comparison of the two of the Nephites. And in the commencement of the 28th year, Moroni and Teancum and many of the chief captains. So Moroni does come and it's been almost two years that um, Teancum has been fortifying and strengthening and holding the pass and sitting there waiting patiently, knowing he can't do this without help. And it says, so they hold this council of war, what they can do to get the Lamanites to come out to battle. And I love this because the power of councils, family councils, and what can we do as a family to become stronger? What can we do to make sure no, we're impenetrable and that we are in our strongholds and that we don't allow anyone to enter our strongholds or decoy us out? And I love that. Okay, so those are two huge similarities. And so finally, um, they, they, I love that at one verse they go in verse 20 and they just straight out ask, do you want to come out to fight? And the, and the Lamanites are wise enough to go, no way. They're in the strongholds that the Nephites have built and they know it would be foolish for them to leave. But I love that they ask because it reminds me of when Laman just straight out asked Laman, do you want, can you give us the plates where the Lord has told us to get them and Laban says no. And they have to think of other ways. So I do think it's kind of fun that it says that in verse 20. Will you come out to battle? No, we won't. Okay, so now they have to think of some other ways. And so you will find in this chapter um, a pattern that we will see again and again and again. And that is where they split up the army. And Moroni has Lehi and his men go one place. And he has Teancum and some men go another place. And he and his men go another place. And it's this whole um, means of decoying the Lamanites out, making them think it's this little army that they will have all power of, over. And it really is a means of using their pride. They know if they can get them to think that they can destroy them. They have such this thirst for blood and for power. They know that they can use this again and again and again. If you think there's just a few of us you can defeat, you're going to come out and fight us. And so then they end up surrounding them. And this is a pattern that Moroni and his 
chief captains used again and again and again. And in 35, it came to pass, they fought on both hands with exceeding fury. And there were many slain on both sides. Yea, Moroni was wounded and Jacob was killed. And Jacob was the leader of the Lamanites. And I love that it, again, tells you um, how much is your cause worth? They both fought with such fury. How passionate are you about your cause? And it tells us both sides were pretty passionate. Okay, and in, then in verse 36, it tells us in Lehi, pressed upon their rear with such fury that the Lamanites did deliver up their weapons of war. And again, Moroni knows to use Lehi. They're terrified of him, those Lamanites. He's legend to them, and I love that he uses him. Okay, and then in 39, but behold, there were many that would not. So again, those words, would not, and pride. Um, doesn't matter to them. So they are taken and bound and they are prisoners and they're compelled or forced to march with their brethren to the land of Bountiful where they will be taken and captured or taken prisoners of war. And then in 40, it says, and now the number of those prisoners, and this is huge, who were taken exceeded the number of those who had, who had been slain, yea, more than those who had been slain on both sides. And I love that this is mentioned here. And the reason it is mentioned is because God's purpose is always the same. And that is to bring us back to him. That is his goal. And so I love that he mentions this because lest you be caught up in who is killed and how sad this is. Let's remember all of these that are now taken. The righteous are back with him. So you don't need to worry about that. They're with him. But look at all of these who are now taken prisoner of war who will be able to be preached to in those prisons, who will have an opportunity to be redeemed, who will have an opportunity to be brought back to a knowledge of the truth, to repent and become one in the fold of God. And I love that it's mentioned here because that is God's purpose, always and forever. And I just was so touched with this, that it is all about our heed and our diligence. And one of the biggest lessons in this is how hard it is to retake our strongholds once we lose them. And that is why we have the commandments. And that is why we have these little and simple things that the Lord has commanded us to do so that we fortify constantly and that we are strengthening as a family constantly so that we don't lose those strongholds. You'll never know if you're going to become an addict if you never partake, if you never try. And that is why God gives us the commandments and the rules that he gives because he's fortifying us and teaching us how to strengthen ourselves so we never have to learn what it is to retake ground we've lost. And I love this example. I hope and pray you know the gospel's true. And more than that, I hope you know how much the Lord wants us back and how much the Lord loves you.